0: self-care. Freedom is self-care. It's not about pedicures. It's not about clothing. It's not about trips. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Today on the show, we have Dana of Wild We Roam. She and her husband left their home and are now traveling Europe in a van. I am so excited for you guys to hear about their adventures and what they're learning as they're moving through the world. This is Dana's story. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. It is so good to have you on the show, Dana. How are you today?
1: This is such a treat. I kind of feel like starstruck or something. I have been following you for so long and I'm actually talking to you. Quite exciting.
0: (laughs) I'm really happy to have you and I've been following you on social media for such a long time and just to see you and your partner's evolution through everything has just made me so excited and I look forward to seeing you guys share your journey on social. Um, But before we dive into all of the fun stuff that you and Lou are doing. <laughs> Can you please let us know a little bit about who you are and what you do?
1: Sure, so my name is Dana and my partner, my husband and I, his name is Lou, uh, we currently live in a van and what we do full time is make YouTube videos and that has been something we've been working towards for the last almost four years. Wow. We were based in Berlin for three years And that's kind of where we started this creative career. Before that, we had been in New York. Um, So after I graduated from college, I went and worked in New York for a couple of years, and then and I was living with Lou then, and he ended up working in a production company, and I was working at a startup. And then something happened, you know, as the startup fell apart, that I was working at this tech startup, and I'd been working like 90-hour weeks and all this stuff, and I was exhausted. And he was at this production company, and we're kind of like what if we did our own production company? And that was kind of this first inkling of like, what if we work together? And then we would actually get to see each other Right. <laughs> do something creative. And yeah, I had, I would never have predicted a creative career for myself, but it is incredible.
0: So why van life? Because that is something I've been excited about from you guys since last year, when you first started sharing that, okay, We are going to take this on the road in a van. And I was just like, how on earth are they going (laughs) to do this? And I was just so intrigued. So I want to know why van life and, you know, what really pulled you guys into living this minimalistic lifestyle while falling in love with the
1: land around you? Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of what actually initially sparked it. I'm not quite sure. I'm sure we probably saw somebody else living in a van on YouTube or on social at some point. Mm -hmm. And we are like, wow, that sounds so interesting because we were living in Berlin, but Luckily, Lou's parents actually own an apartment in Berlin. Mm -hmm. They bought it like 10 or 15 years ago when the market was very different and before Berlin was cool. And they ended up letting us live there. And so we lived in Berlin, but it was kind of like still the equivalent of living in your parents' basement. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like we weren't earning a lot of money. We just started out as creative, so we weren't really seeing Europe, even though um, both of us grew up in the states, and I'm American. Lou's half German, half Peruvian. He's kind of got his own own story. Yeah, <laughs> but we both grew up in the states, and we really wanted to see Europe, but we didn't really earn money, so we were like, okay, like what is the best way for us to actually see this place? And that's kind of when the van thing really picked up in our mind. We we're like, this would be so much fun. We could, instead of just you know dropping into a city, you actually get to stop in all these small little places and see so much more and meet so many more people and kind of go on your own schedule and you're not, you know, paying for a hotel or an Airbnb or renting a car, you just have this freedom. And I think Mm. that freedom appealed to Lou and I so much. And, you know, we're vegan and so we would have our own kitchen with us. And so it just seemed like the perfect fit and it would be really fun to film. And that's always something that's on our mind, like, what could we make interesting content about? And so then this idea kind of just grew and grew and grew until it had grown like, spiraled out of control. Like (laughs) even when it it started getting impossible, like my visa ended up getting like denied. And then we're like, oh gosh, what are we gonna do? And Lou's half German. He has a German passport. And I mean, Lou and I are completely madly in love and yes. we're planning on getting married. Yeah. But then it was like, ah, oh, my just <laughs> go home. We got married. It was amazing. <laughs> and then yeah. Buying a car in Germany. There's just like so many obstacles. I think the idea grew before we thought about logistics.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's <laughs> normally that's okay. how it goes. You no. Know? Yeah. 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 Like that's, you make mean. it work after. Yes. And I think that's what we've done. Yes.
0: <laughs> so I love, I love that, but I want to backtrack just a little bit. You mentioned, Um, You went to school and then you lived in New York for a while. So I would love to know a little more about your um, journey through New York to Berlin and perhaps even your love story with Lou and just how you guys came to be in this partnership and beyond.
1: Sure. Well, okay. I'll start before New York because that's when Lou and I met. Okay. We actually, when I was a junior in college and he was a sophomore in college, we ended up on the same study abroad program in Barcelona Mm -hmm. just by like chance. And there's like, I don't know, less than 30 kids on our program. And Lou and I hit it off like very fast. And fell like madly in love in Barcelona. It was like a six month program. And that was the first time I had really lived abroad. And I don't know, I felt like a real adult, you know, and it was amazing. And we saw the city, we traveled a bit in Spain together, but at that point he was going to school out on the West coast Mm -hmm. at Reed college. And I was at Colby college, which is a small school in Maine. So we were basically on opposite Mm coasts, And so we weren't really thinking like long-term it was kind of just like you know a summer love that happens very fast and is exciting and so we went back our separate ways to colleges and then lou ended up transferring to nyu and we like got back in touch and yeah then we started dating again and then kind of have been inseparable ever since that point point. and i think what's been so interesting for me is lou has definitely like opened my mind up to a lot he was When I met him, like, much more, I was, I don't know, I don't think I had politically developed completely yet. Mm -hmm. I was still kind of naive, and Lou was radical, and, you know, I had never met anybody like him. And even though he wasn't, like, a vegetarian or anything like that, he had very, like, radical political beliefs, and that was a great exposure for me, Mm -hmm. and I think it started, like, Opening my mind up to this, like the world is bigger than Connecticut. That's like where I grew up. And so it was like living in Barcelona and all of the Catalunya and like Catalan stuff that was going on there. It was just an amazing experience. And so from then on, we went back to dating again when he went to NYU. And then we graduate I graduated, I moved to New York, we moved in together, which was really fun and amazing. <laughs> we lived in this shoebox of an apartment on the Lower East Side. It was so tiny. Like it was the size of the van. That's why we weren't worried about the van. Like, oh my gosh. Wow. It was a studio that they'd just put in a wall so they could claim it was like a one bedroom, but oh my, like you could, the queen mattress touch both sides of the wall.
0: Oh, <laughs> the New York city
1: is ridiculous. <laughs> it's insane. We were paying like $1,800 in rent a month. I remember And it was the tiniest place. People would come over and they were shocked. But we were, you know, right in the heart of the Lower East Side. So for us, it was perfect. And it was a really magical time looking back. But during it, there is, it was very difficult, especially when my hours started getting crazy with this um, startup that I was working at. And Mm -hmm. You know, I only saw Lou on Sundays and I was going out, I was doing sales, like tech sales. So I was going out with clients like every single night, like drinking a ton. And I was just exhausted. And after that job ended, I was just like a shell of a person. And so that's kind of when we started thinking like, this isn't really uh, something that's sustainable or the right. way we want to live our life. But I didn't really know what other options were. And that's when Lou's parents were like, you know, you guys could always move to Berlin. And we were kind of like, Whoa. well, well, that's it's pretty amazing. Month. Like, who says
0: that? <laughs> like, who just, I know. that's
1: crazy. That's amazing. Yeah, We're so fortunate, like that they had that place and mm-hmm. that they were so generous to do it because, you know, they didn't make us pay rent, which is just such a luxury. And so for like the time that we were in Berlin, we could have that like space yeah. to really be like, you know, worst thing that happens to be like, go back and get a job. But like right now, this is like, okay for us to just like do this, and we—I was not like—I don't know how you engage with social media naturally, or if it was something that you just like loved writing. And we're like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. But that's kind of for us. We we're like, we want to make videos, but like it seems like social media has to be a part of that. Mm. But we've never been like—I didn't know how to use Instagram. I didn't even know about YouTube. Like, I didn't watch YouTube videos. We were first on Vimeo because we we're like that's where like artsy people are. Right. <laughs> like at all. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, no one's there. So. Berlin, you guys ended up in Berlin. And what was the first thought when you walked into your new home? And did you have any apprehension? Like, what the heck did we just do? Or was it from the beginning, just immersed in discovery and adventure and excitement?
1: You know, when I was like trying to think about what I wanted to talk about, I thought that that would come up. And it's actually, I think. Our time in Berlin was such a like mixed bag for me because I like I almost think I was like running away from New York because it was that job was so intense and I was so depleted I just like needed something else but when I got there I was like expecting just you know being dropped in a new place to fix all of my issues mm-hmm. and it's not really how it works you know and that's like kind of where I actually learned I didn't know about what self-care was at that point but that's when I first started diving into it on my own and I learned how to meditate there. I like started trying to do a yoga practice the best I could. And, you know, making friends when you're completely new in a city. Luck luckily I had Lou, but it was just like a lot more than I expected at first, but it ended up being the most transformative three years of my life, hands down. Like it was I got to meet people from such different backgrounds and that was really, really profound for me, especially me getting to be friends with older women. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like in college and, you know, right outside of college, at least like my experience was I was just friends with my peers. So just like people exactly just same grade as me, even like, you know, you don't even like really have friends that far away from you. And so then when I was, I think we moved there when I was maybe 23 or or 24. And I was meeting women in like their early 30s. And I remember being like, coming home one day from meeting somebody and she was she was Argentinian she was like 32 she wasn't married she wasn't like so focused on her career she like kind of was doing this like she wanted to be in architecture but she was doing this thing with furniture on the side and I just just shocked because like when you go out in New York it's like what do you do what's your marital status what's your plan for your 10 years blah 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 right and Berlin was just such a breath of fresh air for me and it just changed my whole perspective on life like you don't have to define yourself by like your job or your friends or anything it's like who you are your passions matter whether they're like validated from like society or not and that was really helpful for me because I feel like I don't know in the states everything's so competitive and so you're kind of scared to start new things because what if it doesn't go well? Or there's already all these people who are already doing it so much better than I could ever do it. Mm. And it's like in Berlin, it's just people are free to do whatever they want whenever they want. And since it's such a cheap city, there's not as much pressure on people to pay rent. So everybody's got these little like awesome side projects. And I don't know, it was such a good experience for me and van life is definitely like sprouted out of living in a space where like that, is kind of a normal thing to say that you might want to do, you yeah. know?
0: Yeah, I mean, just hearing you talk has me wanting to explore other places a lot more. And it's it's always been on my heart to mm-hmm. to travel and just get out of the States and see how other people live. And almost every person I've spoken with who has, you know, become a transplant in another part of the world has said exactly what you've said. And I think finding that sense of freedom outside of the norm brings a new sense or a new form of enlightenment. And it's extremely courageous that you and Lou took on Berlin and now Mm -hmm. have transitioned into exploring your surroundings in a van. I just want to yeah. talk about how you found the van and I see yeah. like all the maintenance you guys have been doing like I just want to know how has that been for you? You know, it's different with a car, you know, you have you have to make it livable, you know. So I want to know like what has been your most prized moment with the van and when it first started, that first rev of the engine, like let's go. How has that like <laughs> transformed you even more? Because I feel like that would be transformative and just a whole new experience on its own. So let's dive into that a bit. How did it all come to fruition? How did you find a van? How about we start there? <laughs>
1: sure. Yeah, I mean, oh gosh, this van journey has been wild, like a very wild ride. So last summer, Lou and I started like browsing the equivalent of like Craigslist in Germany, And equivalent sites for cars. And then we ended up finding there was like six cars that were like the type of car that we wanted to get in all of Germany. And so we ended up like renting a car and then driving all throughout Germany one weekend, seeing all like I think we saw six different vans. And we fell in love with this one van. It was in Munster. It was a really sweet German couple, young couple who had just like done their own European tour with it for a few years. And now we're like kind of settling back and moving into an apartment and they needed to sell it. And we just fell in love with this car and ended up after a lot of back and forth with the owners getting it. And then because the timing hadn't been ideal, we'd always planned to get the van at like the beginning of a summer in Berlin and then work on it in Berlin and then drive off. Mm -hmm. But because the the timing didn't work out, like they didn't want to sell their van till later because they wanted one last summer and then paperwork in Germany and (laughs) blah, blah, blah. Not fun stuff. We ended up like not being able to get to work on it till January. Oh, my goodness. So in winter. Germany is cold. <laughs> yeah, like it's the winter. And we were like, gosh, what are we going to do? Because we couldn't even really find a parking space to like work on the van. You know, you need to like have a space to put your tools and all this. And so then I was like, I don't know where this idea came from. I was like, well, let's just go to the warmest place in Europe and like rent a house because you know rents aren't that expensive, and so we ended up finding a house. I found a house for us in southern Spain, in the mountains, like an hour south of Malaga. And we moved there into this teeny little cottage. A British woman owned like a kind of a finca, a farm there that had a couple different pr- houses on it. And so we moved in there, and wow, it was like 800 euros a month, I think, for a whole cottage, and we got a parking space not really, it was like a donkey pen, (laughs) (laughs) two donkeys, Myrtle and Nush Nush. They became (laughs) our quick friends. And so, yeah, we just spent, literally, we just finished six months at this cottage. Wow. And every day. Wow. Alex, I have like never worked so hard physically in my life. Manual labor is no joke. And this was at least like a project that we chose to do it just gave me so much perspective on different types of jobs out there but it was so rewarding to like build something with our hands mm. you know like all this like social media content it's amazing i love making videos and talking to people via our newsletter or instagram and those things but to actually make something physical yeah and like end the day and be like i built that wall or like i i put in that sink, it was so rewarding. It made me realize how much I need to prioritize physical creation in my life and this virtual work that we do because they are like a little bit different and Mm -hmm. they bring out a different side of you, you know?
0: I definitely, I definitely can relate to that because social media can make things a little cloudy, you know, especially when you're trying to live in the moment. So it was really awesome to hear you say that you were able to use your hands and kind of disconnect from social media. I saw one of your posts this morning and you were like, it's been a month, I haven't updated. And I think that that's great. Join Join the millions of students, including myself, already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free when you use my code. That's right. Skillshare is offering Hey Girl listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash Hey Girl. Again, that's Skillshare.com slash Hey Girl to start your two months now. You will not regret it. Skillshare.com slash Hey Girl. I recently started wearing a new bra by Third Love and I absolutely adore it. Did you know that breast shape matters when you're finding a good fit? I didn't. Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. I found the Fit Finder quiz really helpful when I was picking out my Third Love bra. I didn't know I was wearing the wrong size for so long. I think what's really awesome about this is that over 12 million women have taken the quiz to date, and it's actually a pretty fun experience. I answered a few simple questions and I found my perfect fit in about 60 seconds. Third Love offers more than 70 sizes, which is more sizes than most other brands, including their signature half cup sizes. Not only that, but Third Love is convenient. You can skip the trip to the mall, find your fit with their online fit finder, order, try it on at home. No more awkward fitting room experiences. What really sold me on Third Love was the 100% fit guarantee every customer has 60 days to wear it wash it and put it to the test and if you don't love it you can return it and third love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need third love's team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit fit stylists are available every day to help via text chat or phone returns and exchanges are free and easy what's not to love third love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone so right now, they're offering Hey Girl listeners 15% off of your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash Girl to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash Girl for 15% off today. Being in the present moment is something that I feel like our society has lost sight of um so the fact that you and Lou had to build something with your hands and maybe not document every second of it or document what you could it mm-hmm. just is a testament to you know being present and showing up totally in a way agree. yeah and showing up the thing in a way is, it's you can.
1: like you we were just like in this mountain and it's like we didn't have like wi-fi all the time right and, it was just the two of us. And, you know, a lot of, we would get like emails back from our news, like, how are you two surviving? It's like the two of you alone in the mountains. (laughs) And, you know, it's funny because it was actually something that I think physical projects, it almost felt like, I don't know, like something like every couple or even family or group of friends should do together because you have to be so honest with each other. Mm -hmm. And like, Break down all barriers because everything is just to come to the surface because you're working together long hours. You're exhausted. Obviously, someone's going to get like snippy or like something (laughs) like that. And it's like if you hold on to that, like, wow, like I can't believe he said, pass me the wrench in a weird way. Blah, blah. <laughs> you hold on to that? Right, like, that's right. just going to bubble up and you'll deal with that two days from now in a big explosion. And so I feel like Lou and I already were very, very close. Like we moved to Berlin together and like went through so much, but the Vandal was such a transformative experience for our relationship because mm-hmm. we just really had to rely on each other and only each other. And I don't know. I feel like now that we we just finished our first week living in the van, it's almost done, but the rental ended and we just had to move in. We're reaping the reward of all of that effort. And it's like we built this together. It almost is like it is it's like our first home, but we made it. Mm. It was such a hard but rewarding time. It was like, I don't know. It was definitely taught us so many lessons because you have you have nobody else to rely on but each other.
0: So that leads me to my next question. I actually have written down here, falling in love while exploring. And yeah. I would love for you to dive a little deeper into that because, yes, you are leaning on each other 100%. You are seeing each other's faces all day long. So it's like, <laughs> how do you lean in to your love even more deeply than before? I mean, you, you touched on it a little bit, but I would love for you to like, go a little bit deeper and explain like what that's done for you and Lou um, individually for you. I know you can speak for yourself. And then as a unit, how has that brought you closer and deepened the love that you have for one another?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think like the main thing that it's done is like our communication and our trust is so much deeper now. And I think that a lot of that too, is just because we get to spend so many hours together, you know, like That makes me feel so fortunate because the way that most people's relationships work because of jobs and other demands, Mm -hmm. you know, you might get like two hours with your partner at night. Like some people don't even get to live in the same place because their jobs are keeping them apart. You know, Lou and I get so many hours together that I feel like almost like we've had a whole marriage, you know, because we've gotten so many hours in and such quality time together, creating things together and being partners both in our marriage but like in our business too and i think i mean at the beginning when we were working on this it was definitely something that was difficult to manage how many hours we'd be because we were first-time entrepreneurs you know you you can pour every hour into this Mm. and every dinner conversation is more about what you're working on and you kind of lose your like the relationship to this creation of yours yeah but now i think that we've gotten a little bit further down the road and the van is much calmer, we can have the space to be individuals as well as things that we do for work. You know, I like love drawing right now. It's like something I'm obsessed with, but Mm. it's not like a huge part of our channel right now. So like I can find space for myself to, you know, draw or read and do these other things. Lou right now is like getting really into making necklaces. And so he's like doing that. So I guess like, you know, part of these things are like ultimately we'll probably sell those necklaces on our site, mm-hmm. but it's still something that's like individual work that you can do on your own. That makes you feel good. Cause you're being not even, it's like productive. You're just like creating things, makes right. you feel good. Right. But we get to have things that are a part too. And I think that was really important at first, you know, when you're, living in a new city alone together or now in this van together and the mountains together, you need to like find little things that are your own mm. because I think it makes you feel like you, you can be a better partner when you like feel like an individual too, if that makes sense.
0: It tot- Oh my goodness. That totally makes sense. Um, I always say that like your partner should compliment you, right? Not complete mm-hmm. you. And I feel like when you're living in these small spaces or just, you know, In partnership, anywhere anywhere in life, you have to be your own person in order to come together and be with somebody else because that's when you get the most healthy and honest and purest form of love and partnership. When you have that individuality, you can bring it to the table and then you can make something even more beautiful. And that is power in itself. So I'm just commending you for being... Mm -hmm in this space and going for it. Not many people would do this. I wouldn't do this. Like it scares me <laughs> I'm like, oh, I love seeing their journey, but could I do this? And Ryan and I have talked about yeah. packing our stuff and just getting an RV and going. And then we're like mm. <laughs> with, two, <Yeah. laughs> with two babies, well, a big yeah, girl yeah. and a baby girl. And like, how would we make that work? But people do it and it can work. And yeah. I, just, I mean, it's
1: funny because I just came off of our first week, like in the van. Yeah. And like the first two days I was like, oh, man, <laughs> what did yeah, I get myself into? It. <laughs> like, do I tell Lou? Do I not tell Lou? Oh, like, yeah. Holy moly. This is like, this is no joke. Like the first night we didn't, you know, you learn things on the road very quickly. Like the first night we didn't park somewhere that had a breeze and we were exhausted from doing all this stuff, getting off a plane and coming and getting into this van mm. And it was so hot, like disgustingly hot. And we don't have a fan because we didn't think about that. And I was just laying there and I was just like, wow, like this, this is what we've chosen. (laughs) And then I was like, wait a minute, Dana, take a second. And I was like, when you're camping, Mm. you love hiking during the day, but when you get back to your tent, it's not the best, you know, it's not a bed. It's not home. If you have to pee in the middle of the night, you have to walk all the way down this campsite. And so just like my mantra while I was like trying to fall back asleep, which was like impossible. It's just like, you love camping, but you hate sleeping in a tent. You love camping. And I was just like, everything will be fine when the sun comes back. But like that first night, I was like, damn, like this is, it's not, it's there's so many parts of it that you can take pictures of for social media mm. that are so amazing. Yeah. But then there's a lot of little bits and pieces, like having a bathroom, like a foot from your bed and having, like everything. there's like details that people don't talk about that. I definitely do want to talk about when we get further down the road in the van, because like the van is incredible and I'm so happy we did it because it's beautiful. It's our home and we can go see all of Europe. Yeah. But you do give up some things that, People I don't think always remember when they're like, Oh my god, I would I wish I could do that. I, it's like, okay, you probably could do that. It's a very cheap lifestyle. Right. If you wanted it, you could go for it. But like remember that like there's parts of this like we didn't we showered once last week.
0: <laughs> that was my next question. Showering and yeah. not having access to a bathroom. He
1: How... built a little bathroom. So oh, that okay. is a hilarious thing that <laughs> Because we were just like, what are we going to do if we don't have a bathroom? Like you're like confi- your whole day is then built around like going to a coffee shop or finding places. And we wanted to be able to be like self-reliant. Okay. So we have a tiny little bathroom. It is ridiculous, but it, it works fine at the moment. And but for a shower, we didn't have room for it. Mm-hmm. So my dad, like, he was like, oh, I, think I have this old camping shower. You guys can have it. It's like sweet. And so basically it's just like. An industrial Ziploc bag equivalent. And then at the bottom of it, it has like a little spout. Mm -hmm. And so you can hang it up and the sun can heat the water if you want it to, or you can just like fill it up. And so that's how we took our first shower, it was just like Lou holding this like big Ziploc bag above my head. (laughs) And I was like in a random parking lot, literally a parking lot, and people driving by in my bathing suit just taking a shower. It was a riot, but it felt amazing. And I was like, we should definitely do this more.
0: (laughs) I hope. I really hope you're journaling all of this because like even the moments that you're not sharing on social media and just having something to flip back and be like, babe, look where we've come from. Like, look at this adventure that we had. And even if you continue to do this for years down the line, just your first moments of van life and exploration on the road. I mean, that is just Magical girl. I am so proud of y'all for getting that van up and going because I was on your social media looking like, okay, where's this van? How are they going to do this?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you said like, what's your most proud moment so far in the van? And it's like, honestly, the feeling when we connected those. solar panels to our battery like this building our own electrical system we had to learn a lot but you don't really know are you doing it right so then the moment of truth when you touch that cord to the battery like plus and minus sides and it it turned on like Lou and I were like dancing around I mean granted (laughs) it didn't quite work the water pump was like short circling it but then we were able to like You know, nothing works perfectly when you're just learning. It's like the sink is leaking and it's like things like that. But Mm. we plugged in our phone to charge and it worked. And it's like Lou, the fridge turned on and Lou could drink a cold beer that was like cold because of our solar panels. Like Mm. how amazing is the sun? Like it transformed that. And like, I don't know, I like made our own curtains, like I hand sewed these curtains and they have little magnets at the bottom so they can like attach so that they stay still, you know, and they can like really make wow. it so no one can see in. And when I put that magnet down, I'm like, "Wow, like I, I did, did that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like little things. It's like that's what the van teaches you is, little things are so powerful. And I feel like I hope that that stays with me even when we're not living in a strange. Like who knows? I guess maybe we live in these kind of things forever, but at some point I assume we'll be in a house or apartment or something. And I hope the little things I still can appreciate, you know, like Mm. running water.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's, that is, wow. That is amazing for you to say that because I have, I was having this conversation yesterday about just being intentional and mindful. And I think like when we have everything at our fingertips, like a shower, like a bathroom that you can, you know, a toilet that you can flush, like, can running, flush right? yeah. like running water, um, blinds, you know, everything. We do. We get so caught up in our day to day routine that we forget to express gratitude for being able to touch and feel and absorb certain aspects. So for you to say, like, I hope that I can be this intentional and mindful when we settle back into wherever it is. I think that you will be because this is a daily practice and ritual for you guys now. <laughs> And that gratitude is never going to leave because you're going to end up in maybe a house or an apartment and be like, remember when we didn't have running water? And now, look, you could just flip on the sink and it runs and you can turn it off. You know, like just different yeah. things that make us more in the moment and mindful. And I just I mm, that's just awesome. That's mm, awesome. Thank you so much. I
1: feel yeah. It's it's such a wonderful, wonderful experience because I feel like it really gives you like these highs and lows, yeah. you know? It's amazing you wake up and you're like, I am like on the coast of Portugal and this is spectacular. And then a different moment, it's like, oh man, like the, sh- the sink short circuited and now no electricity works or mm. a mosquito is in here and I've gotten 50 bug bites. And so <laughs> I think that it really helps you stay grounded in what you're trying to do because you have to decide every day that this is still what you want. Mm. You know,
0: you have to choose it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as we wrap up here, I wish I could talk to you all day long because I'm oh, extremely geez. fascinated and just so incredibly honored to even have you on the show. I want to talk about three things. The last three things are self-care in small spaces. Like how are you making mm, just yeah. you time, even if that means like leaving the van and roaming by yourself or, and, and taking your art with you. What travel has taught you about community and... What you've learned about discovering adventure?
1: Ooh, these are great questions. Okay, well, the first one, the self-care one, this is like something that I was like very nervous about going into the van because I realized like how important it was for me to have my own space. And one of the things I'm really happy is I ended up, I don't know if you know Yoga for Adrian. I, I don't love her. Okay, I'll so check her much. <laughs> yeah, she like has a YouTube channel. And I like she's just so incredible, because her yoga is like, literally for everyone. There's different levels. It's not this like crazy, let's do. I'm not that good at yoga. It's not like I'm doing handstands or back bends or all these things. So it's like very accessible, which I love. And she's just wonderful. But besides that, I used to do a lot of her YouTube videos, but she has this like online offline thing. So I bought that and it's like $10 a month, which seems like a lot, but it's like for a yoga class, you know, if you went to a place, it would be, I don't know, 15, 20 bucks. So I feel like I can make the space in my budget for it and I can do offline. So that's been huge because we don't really have a lot of Wi-Fi. So I just, when we had Wi-Fi, I downloaded like 20 of her classes. And so now in the morning, even like in a parking lot, which sounds weird, but you can find little nooks here and there behind a tree or something like that. I roll out my mat and I do a yoga class and that really grounds me and really makes me feel like I'm like making space for myself. I brush my teeth more like (laughs) multiple times a day and I feel like it makes me feel clean. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Self-care can always be such a, 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 make make it out to be such a complicated thing, but Mm -hmm. it's really like listening to like when for me, self-care is like listening to my body and honoring what it needs, Mm -hmm. like truly giving myself what I need and want, whether it's, you know, a smoothie bowl, or if it's chocolate, or if it's a run, or if it's laying down and taking a nap, it's like, if I can make the space to do what my body actually wants, instead of trying to like force it into something, I think it should be doing. Mm-hmm. That's like, for me, what self-care is.
0: I love that. What has traveling taught you about community?
1: Mm-hmm. I think I like took my community for granted a little bit before we moved away. And so it really, it showed me how hard it is to build that when you do go somewhere new and how much you just have to put yourself out there and be brave and what rewards you get by making those real friendships again. So it's like, it probably took me a year and a half to really have true friends in Berlin that I could, you know, call for anything or like really open up to. Mm -hmm. And I think that, Putting in that effort sometimes is too scary for people. You know, I, I have friends who have moved to new cities and then it's like if they maybe don't connect with anybody and they feel lonely or things like that. And it's like you just have to remind yourself that, like, if you keep pushing through, you will build that community and it's worth it. But it on the other side, it has made me like really think like that same focus of this is a decision about realizing what I'm like left behind, like my family and all of my dearest friends. I don't know if somebody's like thinking about moving, you really have to like consider both sides to it, the excitement of the adventure and like the pain of not being close to loved ones is Mm. definitely a balancing act. And I don't always know what the right call is there. Mm.
0: Mm, I like that. And then lastly, discovering adventure what has van life taught you about discovering adventure
1: it has definitely pushed me into being more spontaneous which i need Mm -hmm. i'm like such a planner i love having a five-year plan a 10-year plan i love knowing like I love knowing everything about what's going to happen in the future, which makes absolutely no sense because you don't know what's going to happen. And I think the van just pulls me back to the present and lets me be like, what do we want to do today? What can we do today? You know, the world is our oyster. And I think that that's something that is an aspect of my personality that I need to grow. And so this has been really good for me to like expand myself and see what's out there every day instead of making a to-do list when it's like, why am I making to do list? This is I made this life. This is my job. Like Mm. there should be nothing on my to-do list that I don't want to do, you know.
0: I love that, Dana. That's a great way to end. Thank you so Mm. much for being on the show today.
1: This was such a treat. Thank you so much for having me. I feel so honored to be among all the other incredible women you've had on the show.
0: If you want to keep up with Dana and Lou, you can do so by following them on Instagram at WildWeRoam. The Hey Girl Podcast is a member of the District Productive, produced by Paul, Woody Woodhall, and me, Alex L. Music by DC's own, Kokai.